You know when we lost sound, should we start recording? <laughs> Hold on. Back by popular demand. <laughs> every, every time Pete mentions recording, I have to check yeah. that I am recording. Yeah, it makes yeah. me worry. Uh. Do you like Tom's? Then we've got the bloody podcast month for you. That's right, the guys on film, Tom Month, is here. Your favourite bullshit film podcast, which you listen to regularly and tell your friends about incessantly, both online and in person, are doing a month of podcast on Toms in films to celebrate the release of Tom Cruise's stupid-looking film, The Mummy. June is Tom Month. Sunday the 4th of June is Tom Hanks. Sunday the 11th of June is Tom Hardy. Sunday the 18th of June is Tom Cruise. And Sunday the 25th of June is all the other Toms. So get involved and tell at the very least 15 other friends that this Tom-based thing is uh, happening. There's a Tom happening. Uh... Podcast listener warning. This week's podcast may contain audio errors which go beyond our regular inability to hold a high-quality conversation. Oliver Johnson, podcast host and audio engineer slash producer, had some technical issues back in February of this year. Those technical issues were both harrowing for him personally and deeply saddening and disappointing for his on-air colleague, Ian Smith. (coughs) Ollie's recordings for two podcasts... Batman's, an episode that is officially lost forever and will never surface in its original form, and this week's episode, Danny Dyer, were both subject to serious audio malfunctions on Oliver's end. For your listening pleasure, Ollie has spent a semi-serious number of hours reconstructing this podcast from the ground up, uh, a little bit like Robocop, but more like Frankenstein's monster. So, fair warning, if there are delays, clips, stutters, or other issues, that's to be expected. Um, And also the stilted banter and shit insights and facts and IMDb stuff are all part of the standard Guys on Film experience. Enjoy. I say enjoy. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hello. We're both guys. We're chatting about Danny Dyer's films. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Fucking hell. (laughs) And that voice you're hearing is Peter Cater's bass guitar mouth. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Big mouth, Billy bass mouth. (laughs) 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 What I do, I just lay on a piece of wood on your wall, completely still, until you walk past, and then... That's how our theme tune goes, right? (laughs) And then you'll play the cool classic hits that they're able to obtain, uh, that they're not <laughs> required to obtain any music rights for. Take me to the river. Yep. Throw me in the water. Boom. So, t- so talking of uh, animated fish, today's episode is <laughs> about <laughs> Danny Dyer. Yeah, um, I don't know what that joke meant. No, I mean he's he's. I'm uh, just trying to awkwardly segue away from the Billy Big Mouth Big Bass fish singing. Ah, uh, I thought he'd been I mean, in. Uh, he's not been in Finding Nemo though, has he? <laughs> no, but he's certainly seen he... Finding Nemo. 
<laughs> probably ranks up there in he, his best films. He's forgotten more things than that forgetting fish in fun, Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. So, Ollie, tell us D- about Danny what's going Dory. on in this episode. Okay, so uh, I mean, a will of Pete pipes down. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Seggy One, we've got the return of, well, by popular, well, not not popular, I suppose. But, <laughs> um, the return of the potentially popular Wrong Dead Wrong. <laughs> and this is the Danny Dyer edition. You're wrong. Um, dead wrong. Yeah. And, and then we'll be jumping to live scores. And then finally, we'll be deep diving on Danny Dyer. Well, not, okay. not on Danny Dyer. In him, uh, we will be shrinking ourselves down to a size smaller than a red blood cell and navigating our way <laughs> around Danny Dyer's body, uh, narrating the journey as we go. So, this is our first six hour podcast. So, strap yourself <laughs> in, it's going to be a long one. That was a good guesstimate. It'll take approximately six hours to get around Danny Dyer's body. <laughs> I, th- I think so. I mean, you don't have to do both lungs. <laughs> just double duty on lungs for no reason yeah you know one lung oh, is look, look the state of this one it's a right fucking mare and then the other one's actually pretty pretty clean by he only he only smokes in his right lung yeah <laughs> somehow manages to draw it down just into his right lung but the left one looks healthy he's he's renowned for his um breath and lung control yeah i mean he's he's learnt off david blaine quite clearly He's a, he's a circular breather. He's the only person who can play the didgeridoo underwater. Pete, can you stop giving out all the facts before we do the wrong dead wrong? Because, you know, there might be the actual facts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. By popular demand okay. from me. Okay, so... I mean, do we want to go? Should we crack into this wrong, dead, wrong? Should we start recording first? <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic that joke back. is back by popular demand. Unpopular demand. <laughs> um, sure, let's begin. In this award-winning segment. Sure. I mean, sorry, it hasn't officially won any awards, but people are saying... Uh, or it could. Yeah. People, people aren't even saying, but... No. <laughs> it should be award winning segment. So, wrong, dead, wrong about five factoids about Danny Dyer. One of them is incorrect. Okay. Which one? Though? One out of five. And we have to correctly select the one. Correct. So the, we're choosing the incorrect one. Okay, yeah. cool. Fact, okay. or is it number one, he's got a massive following in Australia, and he appeared on the 2008 show of Celebrity Big Brother, where he just missed out to TV and radio personality, Dylan Lewis. Pro- probably some Australian. You mean Dylan? Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. D Y L A N. Do you want to name Dylan? Dylan. Dylan. I am. I am dialing Australia to find out if yeah. they like Danny Dyer. It's it's spelled D Y L A N. 
Yeah, it's Dylan. That's... It's stupid. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dylan. I, I heard you got that Dylan Broadband as well. <laughs> it's that Dylan up Broadband. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. So, so is that all one fact? Yeah, was that one, one fact? fact yeah. No, he would. He would. No, that's false. How do you know? Anyway, are you going to listen? Listen to the. Listen to them all. Well, I wanted to say that was false, so I didn't have to. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> right, so he's he's a distant relative of William the Conqueror. Mm. Okay. Okay. Fucking hell. Yep. Okay, so 2012, and Dad played a, a lead in a film called Ruin for Your Wife. Mm. Okay, so. On the opening weekend, this film, its its total box office was seven hundred and forty-seven quid, or boots, or sheets, or bones, <laughs> Mula or Mula, uh, or, or coin, <laughs> or bunts. Keep going. This is amazing. Or um, I don't know. That's it. Chips. Lovely jubblies. Yeah, lovely jubblies. Uh, so, by today's standards, that's probably like Wonga! two tickets. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's three family outings to run for your wife with Danny Dyer for seven hundred and thirty-eight quid, <laughs> whatever it was. Okay, so uh, Danny Dyer has appeared in drag in the Lucy Rhodes music video Nebraska, so he's been full lady wear. With a, with a beard and wig. <laughs> in full lady wear. Full lady wear, yeah. <laughs> so you mean he'd, he'd been taking a nice long sip of the gender fluid? Yeah. And then he, you know, fluidly went over to, uh, you know, the lady side. Darling, what are you putting on to, uh, we're going out tonight, what are you putting on? Lady wear? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lady wear. Yeah, darling. Lady, where it is? Okay. And the, and the final fact: Danny Dyer wants to headbutt Ian's favourite person, Mark Commode. Oh yeah, that's that's. I think that's true. But I think they're reconciled. What does that so mean? Are you looking for the recon? <laughs> What's reconciled? I think I think that means he separates his metals from his plastics. <laughs> <laughs> Right, the so thing is, Ollie, all of these are very... The only one that I think is not true is the Oz one. But I know that you're saying only one... Oh, oh, sorry, that's the game. Fuck, yeah, the, 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 they're all true apart from one. Yeah, yeah, it's the Oz one. It's the Oz one. The rest of them are definitely true. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That is definitely the game. No, I thought I thought we had to find the one true one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're all uh, they're all true apart from the wrong dead wrong Oz uh, one with, with by popular with, demand. With <laughs> Sorry, have I ruined it by getting it wrong and then just answering it without any deliberation? No, well, no, it's fine. Um, so basically, you're both correct. You Pete didn't answer. I did. He did. I answered. He's at the start. Oh right, yeah, yeah, Be- because I didn't wa- because I didn't want to listen to the rest <laughs> of them. <laughs> I mean, it was that crap. Okay. No, he's never been on Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, says, so who, he just can I just it. ask? Just, sorry, before you move on, then. So you made up this Dylon and got his name wrong. 
<laughs> you you met. Ma- no, no. That's. That's like that's like getting the clothing wrong on your imaginary friend. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <are> you... <laughs> no, no. What 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 did he look like, Ollie? Oh fucking! Oh, I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone and got changed. <laughs> uh, no, so he wasn't on it. And when asked if he'd go on it, he said, "Why do I want to sit in a room with Z-list celebs dissecting me and my personality? Fuck that." So fair play to him. Fair he wouldn't play. do it. Fair play. No. So yeah, he is a distant relation of William the Conqueror. Um, relation. Last he was in last year's best hour of TV, which was uh, "Who Do You Think You Are," yeah. with Danny Dyer. When he was talking, when he was talking about his aunt, he was like, um, "Ah, oh, she's got a great boat on her. She looks proper naughty." <laughs> yeah. Like about his own great aunt, <laughs> like... and he was—I think he was at Hampton Court, and he was just saying you could have a proper rave in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's on a boat. Uh, what do you call those things that you wear? A ruffle, a ruff. Yeah, ruff. sorry. Uh, like, born, born, a, born a boat in your ruff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's a distant relation of William the Conqueror, and it says here, and therefore Rollo. Other desserts are available. <laughs> Who's Rollo? Uh, he's a Viking that became king. the fucking first king. ruler of Normandy, uh, which is a region of France. Okay, fucking king. Yeah, my my history on that type of stuff is quite bad, but the name did ring a bell. I just didn't know who he was. Fair enough. It's cool. also where Rollo desserts got their name from. You mean Rollo? The French. Well, well, they had to change it. <laughs> They changed it from Dylon. <laughs> so, yeah, Room for Your Wife, starring Danny Dyer and Neil Morrissey, Denise Van Alton, Rolf Harris. Jesus. It did actually take £747, or bunts, or boot, or bun- coin. Lovely job, During its opening weekend. Um, it's a bit of a nightmare. What about Total Gross? It was totally gross. That's why no one went to see it. Uh, I I like sheet. I like sheets for money. Sheets, yeah, so it's, me too. It's a like good sheets. good term. Sheets, good. and also just large, large seven hundred large bed sheets. Yeah, large. What's large? Uh, I don't know. I think that's actually a hundred. So you'd say seven large. <laughs> so, seven hundred yeah. quid. Yeah, I mean, like, given given that it did so badly, that particular example doesn't sound very good. But if you say like five hundred large, then that's, that's yeah, I made seven hundred yeah. large opening weekend. No, so a pound is large. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it. I or think it means a hundred. I'm not sure, but it's it's still good. If it, if, it, if if it's a grand, then you'd have to say I made point seven large. <laughs> <laughs> like to. Combining, uh, you know, basic maths with, with uh, you know, uh, you, you fill the rest in. Yeah. I'm picking my foot. <laughs> okay. So yeah. um, add that video to your watch list. The music video for Nebraska. He's, he's great in it. He's really good in it. I mean, it, it might be his best role, potentially. I Yeah, I've seen pictures of that, but I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> it's also true that Danny Dyer wants to headbutt Ian's favourite person, Mark Commode. Yeah, and that that all comes. You're from... saying it's blown over and reconciled, but is it? 
Well, yeah, basically Kermode was saying that all his films were reprehensible and pure alley crap and giving crap impressions of him, and Danny took offence to that. But I think over time, it's... Um, I think in the same way that I've grown to like Danny Dyer, I thought he was, like, an idiot yeah, yeah. to begin with, but he's got... There's something about him that we'll yeah. get into in the deep Agreed. dive that I think Agreed. everyone's pretty much warmed to now. Agreed. And I think Mark has as well. And I think um, maybe even Mark apologised or something. Well, like that. I don't we'll know. Say, Whatever the case is, I don't think he's seeking him out to heed well, him. Well, actually, I think if it did go down to a scrap in the BBC car park, yeah. I kind of think that maybe Mark Mode's got the height and reach advantage. And weight. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely a stronger weight division. So, actually, Dyer at the moment is looking quite quite good. He, like, he actually might have some good cardio. Really? He's not quite as, you know, he's not he's not in his run for your life kind of shape. But he's, you know, I reckon he looks like he's he could run a distance. Who who is this Mark Kermode? Mark Kermode is a guy that I interviewed the other week that we'll probably put out on the podcast but he's basically uh one of the leading uk film critics that um we we're doing a bad job of following in the footsteps of oh right oh and you interviewed him yeah i caught i caught him at a gig at the blues kitchen in london in camden and uh chatted to him briefly is that london england that's london england um and what and and he just said he'd do an interview yeah caught him and he he actually pulled me backstage like the but the bouncer <laughs> bouncer was having none of it he was like well, you no go here basically and like blocking the way and he was like no 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 he's with me he's with me and went backstage it's good um imagine imagine if if you'd come across someone like brian blessed yeah imagine you had the opportunity to chat to brian blessed and then you just you know didn't interview him or chat you to him fluffed about it. The podcast. well we'll maybe get into that later but what i am saying is we'll get back to this. Is sure. I don't think it's clean and cut that Dyer would have the upper hand on Mark mode. Uh, that's a fair point because having seen Mark in, in person, he's I mean, he talks himself about his weight. I'm not insulting him by saying this, but he, he is a, a large person. I would say, you know, he'd be in a heavyweight category. He's okay. he's tall, he's got a solid size good, to it. Good him. frame, yeah. If he threw a punch, then I'm, I'm pretty sure it would hurt quite badly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. great. So, um, you know, uh, round three submission to uh, Mark Commode. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say submission. I think he would be very confused by, and baffled by all that. Unless it was just like a prolonged headlock where he's like, do you give in yet? Do you give in yet? Do you give in yet? <laughs> Putting all his body weight on Danny Dyer on the ground. <laughs> Please stop. I can't be bothered doing this anymore. We should do more of this. Like, who would win in a fight? Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like um, this. You know, I could contribute from this if I knew who the people were. <laughs> can can can, to, can we do it with non-film people? Uh... So that's that's people who aren't involved in any stage of the film industry, including actors and famous people. Uh, um, so basically. Basically, yeah, Ian who? <laughs> Which? Both of them. We <laughs> both of them against Oliver Johnson. 
I think both of them would have you, Ollie. Yeah. That moustache. Yeah, unless time. you shave unless you shave that moustache off him, he's got all his life power coming from it and you can see have you seen how many shredded wheat that bloke can took away? <laughs> he fucking took away four shredded wheats, man. Fucking kid fucking kidding you, man. You think you're gonna take out the both of them? Bow you straight out, mate, bow you straight out. <laughs> He's he's got a special Ooh. like punch and kick you for for ages like build up about twenty of them and he'll get like a special move and he can throw a ball really hard at you. <laughs> <laughs> his his special move would be called leg before wicket, which is just him <laughs> kicking you in the dick. <laughs> once once you're pretty much out of it, he then uh, performs a humiliation move, like Mortal Kombat or something, where he just rubs his moustache over your prone body. And then he leans into your ear <laughs> and whispers, How was that? How's <laughs> <laughs> that? Okay, uh, I think we should go drastically through to life scores. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. A drastic move. Do you not mean a seamless transition? Yeah. From, from seamless transition <laughs> from from one country to another. <laughs> International seamless transition. The new international travel uh, option. Ian, stop talking. I've already edited. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. Okay. Uh, Pete, okay. how's your life? Yeah, all right. Move on. So, let's look. Chop, chop. We haven't got time. Yeah, set seven. Seven, all right. I've just been really busy, to be honest. Been mad. Been mad busy. A classic seven. Um, got any of that free time? Yeah. Right, like it's it snowed today. And, and it hasn't been snowing for a while so that's always nice to see woke up this morning a real nice dusting and there was a lovely pink sky um, so that made me fairly happy although it was um, it was early so I'm not too happy alright anything else? no no if that's, if that's who you've got then this All is right, classic uh, seven yeah, move on <laughs> move on I don't want to suggest that either one of us goes first because if I suggest it then Ian's going to think I've got some he'll amazing. disagree anecdote that I need to say for the theatre of it all Ian that definitely means he's got an anecdote oh for god's sake right well I'll I'll go next because mine will be diminished by his wild stories oh he's gonna t- he's only gonna talk about bloody um cats no his his failure to get an interview the other day so I think I know what's coming I'll, I'll give him the stage of of last on the final performance the main Head, event headline Metallica I think, I think- Glastonbury I've been looking forward to this, and I I don't want to build anyone ex, any, anyone's expectations, but whatever you're imagining in your heads, listeners, it's better. Imagine that times ten. Okay, so no so I'm uh, despite the fact I've had a, a migraine today and I had to go home and sleep for four hours, I think my life score overall is a nine. No, fuck no. Oh wow, no. it can't it's be. <laughs> It can't. It's good. It can't. It's there. It can't be. You just come out of a migraine. Oh, excellent. He's <laughs> still in the migraine. <laughs> a, and and a it's a nine. Fucking hell. 
Fucking hell, your, my, your life must be wicked. You've got a migraine and you're a nine. Uh, 8.5, whatever. I mean, it was a nine this morning. Yeah, okay, go on, carry on. <laughs> no, it's wicked. good. Uh, I, no, like, just lots of... Uh, just lots of good stuff. <laughs> Just lots of good stuff going on. Uh, specific. Now no, move on. <laughs> better than yours. <laughs> I, things that I don't want to mention because then you'll know the formula. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, just uh, I, I've got separate anecdotes that don't really contribute to the eight point five nine, but uh, I've just been listening to uh, really good soundtrack music as I walk around uh, on the way to work, to and from, and stuff. I've been listening to. Initially, somebody put me on to uh, Wolfworks, which is from like uh, a ballet by, and it's basically a guy called Max Richter, or R- R- Richter. I said it really Scottishly there, Richter. Um, and it's actually like it's absolutely wicked. Um, it just means absolutely you walk about. Absolutely wicked. <laughs> that, it's delightful. Buy it now. Available today. Yeah, and Does your wolf work? It will wolf work once you've listened to Wolf Works. It's wicked. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Do you like your wolf work? <laughs> there's, a, there's an, anim- <laughs> there's an <laughs> animated wolf in a hammock that's unwilling to work that's going, no. Um, Buy it now. <laughs> No, actually, it's based on the writings of Virginia Woolf, so it's not even spelt the same. Yeah. Great. Oh. Anyway, so well, that, uh, the sound, the, the particular sound of that uh, basically led me on to. Do you know Clint Mansell, Ollie? Yeah, yes, I, know I know Pete probably yeah, doesn't. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, he also did the soundtrack to a film called The Fountain. Now, yes, I don't have a fucking director. clue what was going on. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Um, now, I have. Famous uh, producer of. Arnie's Aftermath. <laughs> yeah, what, that is all riding on the name of. Schwarzenegger's name has fallen so far that it's all riding on Aaron Austin. No, it hasn't. Shut up. No, stop it. Hey, Ian Smith, fuck you. I'm going to headbutt you. And your little podcast, fuck you. Yeah, so it led me to that because <laughs> it's musically similar, but just reminded me that uh, I cry every time at the fountain, but have no idea what the fuck's going on during it. Yeah. So I think it's basically the music that triggers it all. Yeah. Um, cry every time yeah cry every time but like been having a wicked music week basically listening to lots of stuff walking around uh, town but on an alternative note I also watched Delta Force with Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin and that was uh, absolutely awful right (laughs) just harrowing scenes with like a weird sort of TV theme tune played over Uh the top of them (laughs) Like da 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 or some some sort of like that but just people just getting like shut <laughs> up no that that was my copyright sensitive alternate version of the a-team um pause it now <laughs> but yeah so basically like 80 minutes of a 90 minute film are all preparation for how the delta force are going to stop this terrorist atrocity so it's just an uh, like there's about 10 minutes of action and it's just boring as shit for all the rest of it i don't know why i watched although it. It, the poster although that does that does sound very well planned. If you were going to stop a terrorist atrocity, that's probably the right proportion of planning to action. <laughs> yeah. L- less less like, chance of death. Yeah, I mean, look, you've, if you're going to give it an, an hour and a half, <laughs> you know, make most of it planning. Yeah. Just an hour and a half of brutal, full-on 
planning, bullet, bullet taking, full planning, <laughs> modeling, brutal blueprint planning, yeah. post-it yeah. notes. Yeah, warham, warhammering. <laughs> yeah, dot voting. Ten, twenty, twenty minutes, twenty minutes of painting figures, Mi- mixing up to- uh, checkers, war, warhammer characters, and chess pieces all in the one table, and like sort of not knowing the rules <laughs> in a montage, like just scratching your head, like, yeah. how does this work again? <laughs> There's a warhammer shop near here, by the way. Oh, I walk past a warhammer shop, like where so with the glass with the windows that you can see people playing. You know, adults playing in it. It's, it's hilarious. Sweet hammer. Well, it's like it's like it's like they don't know about the internet. <laughs> like you, you, you can get that. You can get that. Even I know you can get that stuff online. You can get anything online <laughs> if you look in the right places. <laughs> Am yeah. I right? Oh, <laughs> I think Pete's got his new sound effect. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So it's a nine. I've had I've had a really good couple of weeks. Lots of good shit going down. What about you, Ollie? Okay. Uh, well. I'm at a zesty eight, so I'm, I'm just going to quickly run through why, and then we'll and then we'll get to the meat that you're you're so desperate to hear about. So, so I had a, a lovely weekend in Nottingham, uh, which is where Robin Hood pr- probably you know took all his earnings. Probably it was a there what? was a Warhammer shop in Nottingham um, that I walked past. Oh. The hotel that we were staying at on the headboard had a, a kind of. Warhammer sculpture. No. Robin it, was here. No, what looked like. Dylan was here. Gender fluid. <laughs> like dried onto it. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah it kind of. It looked like someone was making scrambled eggs and then just had a right mad one. Was it cement? Was it cement? No, who, who knows? <laughs> I, I watched the lobster, which I didn't really like. I what? The first 20 minutes, but. After that, nah, didn't like it. I like that I Pete thought, actually I, knows a film and is willing to jump to rescue, its uh, rescue. To its well, I, I, I thought this was a bloody films podcast. <laughs> it is, and I didn't like it. All right, not just an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> wank off. Yeah, like when are you going to branch out with your, your with your damn taste? Wanking off. <laughs> no, what what did you think about it then? Um, I I really enjoyed everything. Ex- it was set in the hotel. I thought it was a pretty interesting concept. Um, it had a nice weird vibe. Okay, so that's that feels like a five out of ten already. And I wanted to see where it was going to go. I wanted to see what was going to. Are we talking about your hotel? <laughs> sure. Is this about Seven. your hotel or is this the yes. lobster? It's the film. The lobster hotel, which I believe is somewhere in Ireland. You can go. <laughs> yeah, basically, when he decides to leave the hotel and and run away, I just thought it it became like really. Like depressing and nasty, ill spirit. I, I just fell out of love with it. That's the idea, though, isn't it? Ollie was waiting for the the planning montage or the tulip montage before the big fight. <laughs> I, I just wasn't keen, and like, it just got more. The more it got depressing, the more things like the musical stabs and the score, and and all the stilted conversations just really got my tits. And like you know, when you're really tired, and you know, a film's good, but you want to stay awake. Well, this is yeah. the opposite. I started feeling tired, and I just, you know, bring on the sleep. I just bring it on the wall, basically. Sweet <laughs> release. We 
Was we were also like, where's the fucking lobsters, yeah. mate? Gods of slumber, you take fuck- me. You promised me fucking lobsters. Yeah, didn't okay. enjoy it. Also, watched the that sugar movie. Oh yeah, that sugar film. That sugar, yeah, my that, sugar that movie. Sugar movie. Well, that sugar film. Uh, and I'm having a bit of a, a crisis about sugar, so mm. that that's the thing. I. Th- I think that might be a contributor to my migraine because I went largely through uh, January and a bit of February like not really eating that much sugar. And then over the last weekend, I had loads of sweet cocktails and I had an iron brew on Sunday. Really? And, and then I ate uh, like a, a breakfast bar this morning. So like all, all of which had like way over the standard amount of added sugar. I, Ian, all I've got, an, I've got an image of you drinking a can of iron brew, <laughs> like like Popeye would eat spinach, <laughs> temporarily just feeling like massively just, just strong. Hold, no, not even putting it to your lips, just holding it in your hand, squeezing it, and it just jumping. This orange liquid just jumping into your mouth, and it like left leg bulge, boing, right leg boing, and then the and, and then the biceps, yeah. And then, make, and then, and then, obviously the poop, poop. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me that I started trying to do some physical exercise last night as well. I did some, I did some shut, shuttle <laughs> runs by uh, the like. There's about forty trees in the park, so I was running back and forth, and then doing a jog, and then sprinting to the next one, <laughs> and then jogging, <laughs> then sprinting, and I came out of it felt like I was going to die. Yeah, uh, you've just described I, hard exercise. Yeah, and then I I went home and had a can of iron brew. No, I didn't. I didn't. But but I had one earlier in the day. <laughs> so yeah, basically uh, been having a bit of a sugar crisis. Um, got sort of scared of sugar now. So I guess the headline event, and by the time it's come out, it, it, this thing will probably be announced. <laughs> Old. So Semen. Yeah, we had Brian Blessed in the the uh, in the studio. I've got to say, I was really stressed out and nervous. I, I just didn't know what to expect, how he was going to be. Uh, prob- probably the biggest person I've ever had to like direct. Physically? Actually, um, I've directed Ian Bishop, um, famous cricketer. So, right. What yeah, about... He's like seven foot, it's like... What about Ian Botham? Yep, yeah, Ian Botham, yeah, as well. He's pretty What about tall. Ian Did Smith he... from Neighbours, Harold Bishop? Uh, uh, no, haven't. So, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect from him, um, you know, how he was going to be, being in the studio and people mobbing him, wanting loads of stuff uh, signed, you know. He, he could be, like, not up for that. But he basically the first thing he said when he came in is, your boss has just punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and from that moment on, I just knew that it was going to be great, and it and it really was. And he, he's just absolutely amazing. It was it was so relaxed that you'd have been remiss not to just ask him to do a little bit for your podcast. Well, no. Well, the problem <laughs> is is obviously is when you've got someone in the workplace, you've got very limited time. So he had. A guy with him, who I guess was his kind of PA, making sure that you know he was he was getting tea and stuff like that. Uh, so it was quite difficult to get like just a simple photograph. And also, 
I had my boss and producers and stuff like that because you know it's a proper session. Was your director allowed to be there after he punched him? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> was was that okay? Well, what, what I would say, Ian, <laughs> is that whilst yes, it would have been nice, but when you have someone that you are uh, you've paid a lot of money <laughs> for uh, by the company for yeah basically doing the work for them and. Oh, would you do something uh, f- for free for for my thing? Then you know, it's yeah. a bit. You know. Well, I mean, you've already given you know, him some buns. So, one question: If I had, you know, I would have had some time with him. I would have just asked him how he felt about being a a, um, a go-to perfect um, answer for drink while you think the game where if you get a BB, um, the flow of the drinking game returns. Another way, such as Mickey Mouse. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, you, you've lost me as well. <laughs> I think our listener will. <laughs> if you, uh, dear listener, if you, I, I, I don't know if I, I mean, you can try and explain it more. If you, um, mm. nah. no, just edit, just edit, just edit it in. So, okay, uh, we did a little interview with him, which is nice, and it'll be up on uh, the internet at some point. So afterwards, there's um, we went out of the pub and across the foyer, there's like a, a meeting room slash presentation. And in there, they were doing like some smart training. Some, <laughs> you, you know, the QA managers. Um, so smart training. That's quality assurance for yeah, people not training. in the software industry. Yeah, yeah that's right. And smart <laughs> training is basically being able to set goals and sensible estimates and things like that so basically uh, he just bursts in the room and just goes don't believe a word she's saying it's all bullshit Gordon's alive and then basically just walks out the room and, and that's it and, it was, it was and, uh, and how, how did the trainer react to that um, I think it was taken in good jest yeah, I mean, it, uh, you, I don't think you can really argue with Blessed, really. No, absolutely not. But yeah, just absolute gentleman, lovely guy to work with. It was genuinely brilliant. He also, Would you he say, also wants to punch Trump in the face. He's a bloody idiot! Would you say that working with him, would you say that yeah. you were blessed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ollie, you don't pronounce it that way. It's blessed. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been calling him Brian Blessed. It's actually Brian Blessed. <laughs> it's actually Brianne. <laughs> Brianne Blessed. It's it's Dylan. It's Dylan Blessed. <laughs> ba- hey, Brian. It must be that Dylan Dylan Blessed. <laughs> okay, are we done for intermission? What was your score, Ollie? It's like a zesty eight. Zesty eight, cool. Ooh. Great. Did they swallow an insight all that data? Wow, this really is a deep dive. I hope that information wasn't false. Um, incident, incidentally, the, I mean, so what I was trying to say about the, you know, the get the drinking game, drink while you think, where you start, you say, I don't know, Ollie Johnson, and then the next person has to say Julia Roberts, and then that are uh, yeah. So if you Brian Blessed. Is that is a brilliant name because it reverses the flow. As is Danny Dyer. Ah, right. I get you. D D. 
Brian, Brian, Brett, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. Right, I get you. Um, okay. Jamiroquai. <laughs> when you see it, you'll know. <laughs> okay. Go on, then. Hey, Shall so... Shall we kick off? Okay, so we're floating down the Thames in our farty submersible, in our, in our one-man submersible. You... You are, I'm not. Well, you're on the outside. <laughs> you looking in, not sad. You're looking at the end of our periscope. Yeah, you're looking down the periscope, and you, you can't see anything because that's not that's not how periscopes work. <laughs> so yeah, basically we're in our submersible, and we're going to be deep diving around uh, Danny Dyer, Daniel John Dyer. Is his middle name John? Yeah. You've already hit us with one factoid. Yeah. Cool. Is that going to be in a quiz later? No, 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 no. To write that down. So, uh, I mean, this is me reading directly off Wikipedia. And actually, you know what? Just as an aside, I hate it when people say, oh, fucking like, Wikipedia, like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, like, the place to get facts from. Well, Well, it is. I mean, it kind of is, isn't it? Like, mostly. Because everything's like there's there's references, isn't there, and and reviews you can check all the facts, so it sure. kind of is a place to go and get facts from. Yeah, but I think I think that I think the point is that if you were to write a university paper, you would cite the original sources rather than the place that collects them all. Sure. The other the other thing is that when when people go. <laughs> Like you, you, you can't, you can't take Wikipedia for actual fact. Like I could, look, I could write on Wikipedia, but the point is, you don't because you're lazy. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone in the world is lazy, apart from the eggheads who write on yeah. Wikipedia. Well, that's listen, why we I've, I've why... written something on Wikipedia before. And how long did it last before it was debunked? Before it was <laughs> overturned by the eggheads. The egg egghead moderator, and I mean that in a loving, loving term. Egghead. No, I love no, this eggs. His own <laughs> They're some of my favourite foods. Wikipedia page. He's his own one. <laughs> I don't have one, but no. we should make a guys on film one. Ian Smith, yeah. Olympic scuba diver slash <laughs> fencer, <laughs> will only will only drink iron brew. And it will never go. It will never touch his lips, and it will only be squeezed by his right arm like a Popeye man. <laughs> Strengths: Iron Brew. Weaknesses: Brian Blessed impressions. Brian, yeah. <laughs> okay, Dylan Bless. <laughs> so yeah, Danny Dyer. Um, so look, likes wolf music. Listen, here's a fact. Here's 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 just his credentials. Bank account. Credits. No, Daniel Dyer. Uh, he's 39 years old he was born in 1977 fact fact okay he was born in Canning Town East London okay fact he's an actor voice actor television presenter and a former football chairman fact oh really what football team's that what football team it's in the Wikipedia page <laughs> so what you're saying Ollie is that you wanted to surf on by that so you didn't bother with the remainder of the uh, uh, research Greenwich Borough Gren- Greenwich Borough Greenwich Borough Greenwich Borough Ian you're in London can you check that well I mean I think anyone can but I will I'll, I'll research right now Greenwich Borough Burra. I mean 
That is not, not that's not a million miles away from uh, Canning Town, but it is across the river from there. I thought you were going to say it's it's not a million miles away from me, so I'm going to walk down there now. Well, that okay, verified. <laughs> that's the only way I thought we could accurately check because we don't we've established we don't believe Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay, so Greenwich Borough FC is a football club. Uh, they have a vacancy right now for an under twenty ones manager slash, slash coach. No, it appears to be a real team. I don't know what league they uh, take part in, but it is real. Okay, so hands up if you've seen a film with Danny Dyer um, in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So speak aloud if you've seen a Danny Dyer uh, 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 uh. Aloud. Okay. Aloud, so yeah, me too. Um, so Ian, do you want to kick us off with, with what you've seen? With Sutin. Well, first things first, right? I think with Danny Dyer, you would maybe expect that the type of movies that he does would be more prevalent on video on demand because they come out and, I mean, they're pretty much direct to VOD, right? They're not not big cinema hits. Um, But when I had a look on Amazon and uh, Netflix, I couldn't find many, unfortunately. But the, the ones that I know him from are Human Traffic, which is like 1995 or four or something like that. It, yeah. it was quite good. Although rewatching the trailer now, it's a bit feels like there's nothing going on other than like, oh, we're wild. We live for the weekend. Let's go and have a mad one. And then like they go out and have a mad one, and I don't know, the main character falls for one of his friends or something like that. But anyway, Danny Dyer plays a kid who is about 18, 19, and his dad's trying to get rid of him out of his house, and he's just like, I'm not ready for all that adult life and stuff. <laughs> Fuck you! <yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think he pretty much does say that, but he becomes very poetic in his delivery of like, "Don't tell me that I need to get out and partake in this so-called life of uh, work and normality because yeah. I'm still finding out what I want to do." So yeah, I saw him in that. He was pretty good in that, and he had quite a significant part as well. Human traffic kind of had yeah, a format. Is is thing? <laughs> yeah. Is um, is peace. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's peace and I am. No, yeah. So he, uh, it was kind of like train spotting. He had a part that was like all the characters in Small. Human Traffic were kind of like in the poster for Train Spotting, where there's like five characters. You'll see what yeah. their journey is or whatever. And it was he was kind yeah. of the comedy relief, the light relief in it. So I mean, I guess one thing that I've noted: Ari Danny Dyer. And I actually wanted to say this from the start. I guess you're clicking on this podcast thinking, ha, they're going to slag him off. Well, you're wrong. Well, I think I think most of us actually do really like him. You know, he's a great entertainer. I mean, I, I can't talk for either of you two, but, you know. I wish you would. Like you said earlier. I'd prefer I, you didn't. It probably would have been a point where we all thought, meh, Danny Dyer. But then, like over the years, that that has changed. He's you know he's done some good stuff. Not all of it's film, some of it's TV, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, but you know, one of the things that he does do is that he's play himself, um, but with like various kind of sliders, <laughs> you know, like in an RPG style. Yeah. So you you know you'd get one slider for like starting hardness. Before before you go further on this, can you just describe RPG? Oh, so a role playing game. So a role-playing game like Skyrim or 
you know, so you can choose your character. And throughout the course of the the game, you're going to be like leveling your character and choosing okay. certain attributes. Great. So, basically, I'm likening Danny Dyer to a role playing game and having sliders for certain attributes. So one would be how hard you are at the start <laughs> of a film. Yep. So, are you a hard man straight away, or are you going to be sucked into a world of violence? In a kind yeah. of wide-eyed stare, like, oh, what the bloody hell's going on? What's going on? I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. And by the end of the film, you're like, no, nah, this is a lot for me. Yeah. Nothing, people. Yeah. He did. He did it, them. So yeah, what time zone? So we've also got a time zone slider. So the business is set in the eighties, and it also we can do modern eras as well. So here, here's another thing. <laughs> I, I think if we get his permission, I would like to post a picture of our friend Tim Deering in relation to the business because both the costumes and the mannerisms of Danny Dyer in the business make me think of Tim Deering and his large hold-all bag. Now, he's a friend of the podcast. If I manage to get an interview with him for um, you, the viewer, slash listener in time, maybe we can even put him at the start of this episode. Um, Well, the funny thing is that our listeners will already know if we have or haven't. Yeah, so you can maybe edit that out. But anyway, I I think that especially the leather duffel bag um, just is and his mannerisms. And the polo yeah. shirt and a slider for for his fringe as well. So <laughs> so a fringe tightness slider. So whether whether it's going to be curtains or a nice tight one, Brian Harvey S right to his forehead. Curtains. Yeah, he did have curtains on a few things. And the slider for uh, squint intensity because he's a squinter (laughs) he is isn't he god I've never for some reason I've never really cottoned on to that but he is a squinter he's a proper little squinter (laughs) sounds like cockney rhyming slang but it isn't oi mate he's a fucking squinter that that type of thing actually I I don't know what that was no that that was alright Ollie that was close enough I think you got yourself a little squinter. <laughs> oh, mate, you got a little squinter. <laughs> Stick that squinter on the barbie. That's racist. Oh, it might lend us a macaroni. That's that's uh, <laughs> tw- that's twenty five quid. That's a pony. Oh, macaroni pony. Yeah. PlayStation, Sony, pony. Bag of sand. That's a grand. That's a grand. Oh fuck, mate. Sw- <laughs> <laughs> Drinking in Sweden's Erton Centre for a fucking pint. That's a tenner. <laughs> um, What's a million? Don't talk, don't talk to Courtney about a million, mate. You get your fucking face. What's five? Uh, what's five pound? Dixie Diver. Uh, five, five pounds. That's a pony, isn't it? Oh no, it's twenty-five. Uh, a, a, a million would be um, would be police. Police the old bill. The old bill one mil. <laughs> because whenever you've got one mil, you can expect the old Just, bill anyway. And, and if you and if you've got a mil, you need to you need to do the Cockney rhymings twice, so it's indistinguishable. Um, but, yeah. I, b- I believe five pounds is either Godiva, Lady Godiva, Fiver, or um, it's a deep sea diver. And also, you would think that like. Uh... That it would be a, a billion, not a million. No. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you'd throw everyone off the case. Yeah, 
How much has he got? He's only got he's only got a billion. Oh, he's got a billion. He must have loads of security. Ah, idiots! I've only got one million. <laughs> Can't even afford the securities. <laughs> and even got CCTV. <laughs> yes, keep it under my mattress. <laughs> There's the sliders, um, and also rhyming slang capacity is one. Just some time like uh, the football yep. factory, and then. Of the times, not so much. Stick the end and dick in the post. That's a check. Put a check in the post. Right. Okay. I mean, you could just make anything up if you if you wanted. You can guitar, sitar. You you can and they do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He can and he will. But take the hat for a walk. <laughs> take the hat. <laughs> cat. Put a leash on. Put a leash on the cat. And take it for a walk. Yeah. It's not going to go in the dictionary, really, but. Um... Uh, right, so he's he's been in the business. You talked about that. Yeah. What do you think? It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I I would probably watch it again. Uh, I, no, I I've yeah. seen it. I like it. That's the one I've seen. I've seen it. That's the one where he's um he's dressed in Sergio yeah. Toshini. Yeah. And doing doing something in Spain, and then he ends up down on his luck and a bit annoyed, but then all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 He was good in it. So it's a romp. The sliders for this one is the starting hardness is low. The time zone yeah. is set in the 80s. The fringe tightness was high. And the squint duration was low. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I just found the film like um, a little bit of a Hardman nightmare. Like, Hardman. Well, yeah. Like, it's... Too many. It's, but they only make animations, are they? Yeah. You know, like films like Goodfellas, uh, Casino, yeah. Wallace and Gromit, and so it's, it's the kind of consequences that you know for the for your life of crime all the way through the film. But it just seemed to me like that for a long time in the film that that it was it's a bit like the Football Factory as well. Uh, they, they just don't really have any sort of like any consequences. They're, they're basically just having a a right old bloody laugh. This is the great life for me. Yeah, Wallace. <laughs> you got the wrong trousers <laughs> and they've gone wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing as well is that in the business, he's uh, playing alongside a guy called Tamar Hassan. So he's, he's in the business with Tamar Hassan and I watched the film Dead Man Running, which is on uh, Netflix at the moment. Now, I think Danny Dyer is fine in both he's actually good and he's the reason I'm watching it right but 50 Cent and this guy Tamar Hassan are both in Dead Man Running and 50 Cent is just like his I mean it's just terrible his screen presence is just terrible what's that in Brexit prices though (laughs) what's that what's 50 Cent in rhyming slang let me just find out. 50 cent, 50 cent. Uh, I don't know. The town of Ghent. The town of Ghent in Brussels. It's a, it's a cow's in, calf. In Belgium. Let me a cow's calf it's from a bus. That's 50 pence, apparently. Oh. Half. Half a quid, cow's calf. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. There you go. So cow's calf's in there and he's got this wooden presence on screen and he's just a terrible boss man. Like He's not really intimidating at all um 
And this guy, Tamar Hassan, is also really wooden. But Danny Dyer lifts it all. He's the man. And he works in, like, essentially, like, a, a terrible... What do you call people? Travel agent. He works in a travel agent yeah. that's partly a front for, like, a mischievous uh, activities. But I don't think he knows that to begin with. Right. Uh, and then he gets deeper and deeper in. So I think on your slider scale, he starts off naive and moves towards hard. Yeah. Squinting, probably a lot of it in the news and the travel agents to begin right. with. Just like, why are we selling holidays to Dubai? Were you actually squinting? No one wants to go there. I was. I was trying to put myself in his shoes and sitting behind the desk in the travel agents. And uh, yeah, and he just gets harder over the course of the movie. But it is a it's a real rough one. It's bad. Uh, but he's the standout positive. Yes, and I think the thing is <laughs> yes. as well. Look, look, I've read a lot of the message boards on IMDb. And they all accuse Danny Dyer of being a one-trick pony. And I think the thing is, well, so what? What's the problem? He's not 25 quid. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> That's pony. Thing is, one trick, 20, one trick is, 25 quid. Everyone's, everyone says having a one-trick pony is like, like it's a bad thing. Yeah. If I had a pony that did one trick, I'd be fucking <laughs> yeah. happy. Have you seen ponies? They are rubbish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just... People get on them to walk, to run around. Walking isn't a trick, a trick. Yeah, if you if it did a trick, great. What about equestrian ponies? What about them? Well, they can. What's the equestrian they, again? <laughs> no, if if they could ask if they could ask me a, a question, then I I think that that would do as a trick. Is it even? Is it even equestrian? Have I got that word right? Yeah, I have. I yeah, have. no yeah. equestrian. Yeah, but equestrian just refers to it of being horse kind. Yeah, equine. true. Equine. So, yeah. So you've ju- you've just you've just referenced a, Gi- a, a horse like horse. Jim Carner, Jim Jim Carner ponies. Yeah, I used to work with Jim Carner. Fucking good bloke. <laughs> that horse is like proper horsey. Yeah. Me and Jim Carner worked on the food market for 15 years. Do you think 25 quid's a fair price for a trick? Is he? So look, <laughs> what I was going to say was, was like, there's nothing wrong with being a, a one-trick pony if the trick is good. And if they're doing it well enough, which I think he is, then like it isn't a problem. But what I would like to see, okay. I think, is, is probably like less of the... Like sort of straight to VOD Hardman roles, you know, it's a sort of moody set in London gangster stuff, high squinter slider with with loads of with loads of second unit that's just borrowed from an archive. Like, all right, L- London at night, borrow that, stick it in. All right, that'll do. <laughs> you know, I've actually read that Danny Dyer himself has said that he'd like to do something a little bit less gangster. Yeah. I think given the right director and the right film like an animation or something lending his voice you know he has got a great voice I'd I'd hire him in a heartbeat if I could but for some voiceover if it suited the project Brian Blessed yeah if it it wasn't Brian Blessed and I got an interview Um, so I definitely like at some point it would be nice to see uh, Danny Dyer do something killer that would really suit him yeah I think so I think um, one of the things about Danny Dyer is I think you know that if you were to meet up with him you'd have a laugh yeah he would he would give you the time of day just because he seems like ultimately a pretty nice guy yeah 
and he's and he also seems like he's got you know banter and uh, he's not a mug nah, is he he's nah. not a, <laughs> I'm not a mug he's, he's not a mug definitely not no he's got the uh, fuck what's the word I'm looking for I fucked it it's like last week when I had a stroke He's he's got a fucked it <laughs> I've gone and fucked it ah uh, you know what forget about it so have you seen um, I believe in UFOs I just started I watching it Mm, I had a quick look. Okay, so it is actually really good. And it, I mean, it's not Louis Theroux. Through. <laughs> Through. What? Whatever. Who cares? Okay. You need. You know what? Your sofa's looking tired. Get a Louis Theroux for it. So that's a joke that I made about twelve episodes ago. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> okay. So backed by popular demand. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Louis Theroux. Uh, you know, yeah. but he's he's still like a really engaging, watchable documentary. It's kind of funny, but in exactly the same way as Louis Theroux's documentary, you've got this kind of like bit of an awkward guy talking yeah. to people who are not potentially mental about like potentially mental subjects. But there's just this, this one moment and like talking about how Danny Dyer is a yeah. nice guy. He has this uh, interview with Sir Patrick Moore. Yeah. And and he leaves the room and he's just like, he can't help but tell uh, Sir Patrick Moore how much of an honour it is to meet him and how much is it is a massive moment for him. And and I and I just think that those sort of moments are, are like really endear me to him. Um, you know, but then he also keeps referring to aliens as that mob up there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so he's talking about crop circles and he and he says, so do you reckon it's a load of geezers with planks or what? Or do you reckon it's that mob up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... Uh... <laughs> it's brilliant so far, uh, what I've seen of it. Yeah, yeah so yeah, he, he's really charming. Good. That's what I was kind of getting at. But um, it, it's good that he starts that programme, unlike Louis Thoreau, um, because... He pretty much states his case before he's done any of the research. Yeah. He's like, "Are we alone in the universe? Oh, what a believe we're not." Yeah. <laughs> so, like, whether he finds that out or not, it's just like he's he knows what he's trying to find out, <laughs> and he'll go answer, he'll go find it. So he knows his uh, thesis. Gender. But then he's talking about meeting Patrick Moore, and he's like, "How much he knows about?" Uh, he said, "I'm I'm really intimidated, you know, like by how much he knows about." about space and, and and planets and and how how little I know. Like but the the fact that he could only come up with space and <laughs> and planets kind of already tells you how little he yeah. knows, but the fact that he has to then describe it. Well, that's um, that's what I wanted. I, I wanted his journey uh, for something he was like passionate about. Via the mind the mind of Dio, yeah. And he wants he, to believe as well. And you you went on a big like Mad X Files one, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Watched every single episode back to back. Yeah, I did pretty much. Yeah, mm. it's all I watched for about six it's months. <laughs> Do you believe? I want to believe. He wants to believe. Yeah, he certainly wants to believe. It was it. Uh, so I sat. I linked on from that. I I, I watched that that bit, and then I linked on to um, the bit where. Um, to something where he's going into Britain's hardest men yep. or something like Britain's that. Britain's deathliest men. Yeah, and all he kept saying is, 
I've got to be honest with you, my <laughs> bum's flapping. My bum's flapping. <laughs> like that's it. It's like his bum was flapping, and then and then it and then it went and then the it went from like color on the screen where it fr- the you know the the screenshot freezes. And turns black and white, and then it just and then it just came up with the words "bum flapping" <laughs> on the over. It was just so it was so funny. I mean, I I, I was really enjoying it. Really There's a classic it. bit it's in very- Britain's Deadliest Men. Uh, There's one set in Coventry um, and Leamington. Um, uh, if Coventry being what, what is it in? The like eleventh shittest place in the known universe. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's about right. right yeah. Have you got a new one, a new statistic that you've got? Uh, what the eleventh least hard place in Britain? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, very very good, very good. Based based on evidence in Danny Dyer's TV program. Yeah. So basically, he's on uh, medieval Spawn Street. Uh, filming and he's he's outside a a, a pub called uh, the <laughs> Medi- medieval sponsor. That's Street. what it's that's uh, what it's called. You, I, I is it what what the what it's not sponsor. No, it's medieval sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, because it, it's the one street in Coventry that wasn't still standing, basically still intact. No, it's no, it's the Spawn Street. <laughs> it's, it, it's the one street in Coventry that didn't actually get hammered in the war. Uh, so there's a couple of buildings here and there. There's like a old hospital and a like a I think a museum, uh, which the buildings are still intact, but Spawn Street is still like kind of. You mean medieval Spawn Street? Uh, yeah. Spawn Street didn't get flattened basically okay so basically this street it's, it's got some fancy restaurants my dad's hairdressing salons on there and Danny Dyer is outside this called the Tin Angel now the Tin Angel is known for um, like open mic nights poetry craft beers things like that <laughs> it is not the sort of place it uh, there's people there uh, basically the camera crew uh, focused on a couple of people outside a kebab shop just kind of like eating a kebab and falling over a little bit and uh, Danny Dyer's just like oh my well, gosh oh, it's not proper kicking off it's all going to kick off and it, it's just not and if you're inside the Tin Angel at some time someone's basically doing like a a, a sad cover of a Johnny Cash song or uh, basically it's nothing like that so you, you're maybe saying it's a little bit disingenuous like he's Architected a sort of fake, fake Coventry. Uh, well, just the place that he is isn't the bad part of town. Uh, if he was like down, maybe a like, <laughs> like down he'll he'll. Ollie, you wanna you wanna watch what you say here, mate? You get you get chipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Oh. Gibbed, <laughs> chipped, shift, gibbed. You know. All right. <laughs> You got gibbed. <laughs> and he's seen a UFO. Gonna get gibbed. Um, <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen no. a UFO. Um, but I know that Lemmy verifiably did, so I'll take that as okay. gospel. Um, he also he also says uh, in that program, like, <laughs> um, just because you've seen something weird in the sky doesn't necessarily mean. Uh, it doesn't necessarily follow that aliens are involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, I haven't. Have you, Ollie? I've, 
Um, no, but one thing that Program did mention was that there was a time when they had like these Chinese lanterns that were sort of floating up in the sky, and uh, like people were, like lighting them and <laughs> floating them off up. Got any of them Chinese lanterns? Yeah, but like before people <laughs> knew what they were, there was a couple of evenings where like on Facebook on like certain pages that it was all full with like, oh, what's going on? There's an orange thing in the sky and it's like darting around all over the place. That and, like yeah, basically everybody sort of hive mind was shitting it, thinking it was aliens. It's that kind of irrational fear that uh, of the foreign that led to Brexit. <laughs> Fuck it, you come over here, the Chinese and put fucking things in our sky, man. Yeah, uh, you right. We're fucking deal done with Europe about fucking Chinese, <laughs> London. Take our skies you can back. Keep you can keep them, mate. We'll keep good old British fireworks. <laughs> keep the Chinese fucking lanterns, mate. Touch <laughs> Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, you can keep the Chinese nonsense. We'll keep the fireworks, keep British fireworks, mate. So, um... I saw a Danny Dyer film in the cinema. It was Mean Machine. I saw Severance. Severance? Was that any good? Yeah, it was, it was fine. So, it was, what, what me- was Mean Machine like? It's a, it's a Vinnie Jones one, right? Yeah, I think it was a remake of some uh, Sylvester Stallone film from uh, about um, an American football team from the like 70s or something like that. In, in a prison, yeah. Yeah, so it's inmates against the guards playing football. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one. And uh, well, but this is soccer football in a in a London prison. Soccer I think ball. soccer ball, um, and it's got uh, what's his face, the mad mechanic transporter guy, Jason Statham. Stath- Statham plays the goalie who's supposedly mental, um, yeah. because mental in the sort of late nineties, early two thousands was still something you said as like, Whoa, that's that's cool, rather than it's having like, mental health issues. Like, save the ball like with his face or something. Yeah, and like runs to attack people rather than actually do anything to do with the game, stuff like that. Shouts at him like really loud. No, that's the thing is he barely says anything during the whole thing. <coughs> he's the he's the Hulk, like the the hulky, bulky, scary equivalent of um, that that lunatic in. Um, Police Academy that just goes <laughs> stamps. It's another good yeah, impression said. from Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that when I uh, first saw Me Machine, it was in the cinema, and it was a thing that I wanted to go see with a mate. So me and a friend called uh, Richard went to the cinema together in Fort William in a tiny little cinema oh, before Fort it shut William. down. And are you sure it wasn't? Are you sure it wasn't your friend William in Fort Richard? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're watching it, and um, it seemed like they had edited really edited it really quickly to get it out to uh, like on on opening weekend, and they subsequently changed it on the DVD. But there was one scene where, for a prolonged period, like pretty much an entire scene in a prison cell, the boom was just in Is shot. It- no, you could you could just see the boom. It was just hang- so like this furry like microphones just hanging down from the top of the screen, and it was bouncing up and down, and it was so long on screen that my mate was like, "Is that is that meant?" And then we looked and we we're like, "Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's totally it's totally microphone." And yeah, so and then in the DVD they wrote it into the into the film. It, yeah, something like that. I told you, no booms in the cells. <laughs> 
So yeah, I don't know. I haven't I've, seen it since. So I think. Yeah, I think that, Danny, I think we're being yeah. bugged. <laughs> yeah, the the guards are bugging the prisoners for strategy tips um, with boom mites. But yeah, so it indicates the overall quality and care and attention given to the movie. I think. Is it a film worth watching? I probably not. No. Well, it was all right. Severance is worth watching. Um, Football Factory is kind of worth watching, but. I don't know. It's it's kind of horrible. Um, I I sort of found it glorified hooliganism, maybe a little bit too much for me. Um, yeah, I think that's my. I think that's probably more my problem with early Danny Dyer before I started to like him was always that the films were always just like totally reprehensible shite that had no idea what they were glorifying and just doing it anyway. Um, which I think is partly Mark Kermode's issue with the stuff as well. I mean, I think he he is. His impression of Danny Dyer was a part of it just as a sort of stupid mocking thing, but I think it's more to do with the films just being like really bad from a moral standpoint. Um, yeah. But the stuff's okay. gotten better. And now he's in his standers, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Smashing it. BBC level morals. I was having a little look through IMDb to see if there's anything that took my fancy, and there's one uh, called Vendetta that I might watch. And so, so yeah, I'm just going to end on this, so this is going to be my last section before we... You know, uh, so special ops interrogation officer Jimmy Vickers tracks down a gang who slaughtered his parents. With police closing in and his old unit on his tail trail, he has to evade capture long enough to complete his gruesome crusade. Gruesome, gruesome. So I knew that the uh, parents' guide was going to be very tasty. This, <laughs> but like fucking tasty. So, so like fairly sort of solid um, user reviews on this one actually okay so uh, people genuinely seem to actually like quite like this one so I'm going to read out some there's quite a lot but I'm going to I'm just going to get it out there okay I'm going to just start reading now so sex and nudity Uh, guys I hope you haven't got any uh, children or impressionable people around uh, listening to this because it gets pretty graphic pretty quickly. Okay. All right, let me send them out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bruno, can you just uh, go downstairs, please? Because mm-hmm. you're only two and a half, and uh, you've only this got will three, ring your three bloody legs. bell. You know, you're only you're only I, two I and sh- a half. You have got three legs. You should I be listening should to this. <laughs> so se- I should stop podcasting in a crash. <laughs> a cat a cat crash <coughs> no note to self okay so sex and nudity okay so a woman is forced to show her breasts to a man in brackets her breasts are seen briefly <laughs> a, uh, a woman is forced to take off her top and give a man a blowjob her breasts are seen briefly. <laughs> this, this guy's obsessed with the amount of breasts in this film. They are seen from behind, but we see her head moving up and down and a pleasured expression on the man's face. A man and woman kiss passionately and then have sex. You see the man's upper body, but the woman remains, this is in quote marks, fully clothed. <laughs> That's fully, fully clothed, clothed so to speak <laughs> yeah. yeah as it were <laughs> you know fully clothed 
<laughs> I understand. Oh, you've come uh, fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm doing this podcast fully clothed. Fully clothed. <laughs> okay, so a man is in a strip club. A man dances in front of him without a top. Her, her breasts are visible. <laughs> yeah. A hostess approaches him to deliver a note. She is also topless. Her breasts are visible. <laughs> so visible? Yeah, there's lots of breasts in our film. So uh, we move in on uh, something that hasn't got any whatsoever. Uh, so I'm going to take a deep breath and try and just sort of get through this. So capital letters, extremely violent, colon. So that's punctuation. Extremely violent, colon. Extremely violent. That's the only punctuation there is. So, a man attacked with a Batman kills a man with a Batman poked <laughs> in the eye with a screwdriver. Man held at knife point. Um, man and woman burned alive off screen. Man beat up by several men. Man has mouth forced open and filled with cement. Man chained between a car and post and pulled in half, etc. <laughs> etc. Et so much, yeah. So much detail, and then followed just by etc. You know this guy's limit. Like once somebody's been pulled in half when he's chained to a lamppost, it's just like you know what, etc. Anything else, you know, etc. <laughs> you know, you get the gist. I really wanted to get through that without messing up, but you know. Um, that I, I, re I really like. Uh, that's quite a good death. Pour cement in the mouth. Yeah. That's it's good. it's actually um, <laughs> man beat up. It's it's a man beat up by several men. Man has mouth forced open and filled with cement. Man chained between a car and post and pulled in half, etc. Oh, is it all the same guy? Yeah, I don't I don't know it. It there's no punctuation, mm. so who's to know? <laughs> okay. I mean, well, it, you read it in the wrong context. It sounds like Batman is doing the, the most of it, and, and there's a new superhero called Screwdriver Man. <laughs> do, you, do you think that that it's like um, it's like when and when burned people life off screen to, man when when people re refer to themselves as man like man got burned man 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 got man got concrete poured in his mouth and pulled apart That's what are you going to do in it it's, it's a good point just the man who has his mouth <laughs> held open and poured with cement man is he the same man that's chained between a car and a post that's what I was thinking man? that's what I was thinking so the concrete just like plops out of him mm. it's, it's in the process of solidifying inside his mouth yeah before he can so, even get his head and, uh, 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 get his mental uh, capacities across the fact that he's going to die from cement inhalation he's getting pulled in half anyway it's a barrage in the senses man it, in in my role as um, uh, club secretary, I authorise you to make contact with this reviewer <laughs> and find and find out what the true nature of this gentleman's injuries uh, are. I mean, Pete, etc. etc. I, I could just watch the film. No, I I've authorised it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're golden. I've taken the risks. I. I've put I've, I've put my neck out I've sucked my neck out and I authorise you it's to calculated it. you know oh, only <laughs> if completely unnecessary okay so yeah. profanity is littered with profanity of all kinds of all kinds all kinds you know um, alcohol slash drugs slash smoking the gang's primary activity is dealing drugs drugs and drug <laughs> use are prolific 
I just I, I just mean, listened to a BBFC podcast about right? drug misuse. So well done. That was interesting. Isn't that why they're in a gang? Yeah. Though? Yeah. Isn't that the only reason you well, get into gangs? Well, no, I mean, I, th- I think isn't it? If if you're in the eighties, you can be in like a a, a rad BMX gang or something. You know, like skateboarder really? gang. No? Rubik's. Gang. Or you could just be doing it for the girls with the tops off and boobs yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Breasts were seen. Yeah. Visible breasts. Bre- breasts. Breasts visible. are visible. <laughs> that I mean, that could be Bre- your intent. Breasts. Invisible. <laughs> Predator breasts. <laughs> Invisible breast. Okay. Um, how how are you doing on your IMDb stuff, Ollie? Okay. You get any more? No, we, we're done. I I've got one thought before we go. Okay. Because uh, this is my last thought. Um, I was thinking about this um, when you were talking about this the. Um, the way you could alter a Danny Dyer in all of his films. And you were saying that it was like um, Skyrim. (laughs) And I was wondering whether that's anything like a modern version of the Mile High Club. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, 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 it isn't. Okay. But you could ask for it. Yeah, you could, yeah, I suppose. Uh, Yes, can I have a Skyrim, please? Do do you think... On Ryanair, I'll have four scratch cards for a fiver and a Skyrim and a G&T. And some wipes. That's it. I'm done. Hello. Ian? Is Ian? Hello. 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 Ian. Hello. Ian. Ian? Hello, fucking see that, see that, see that Danny Dyer. Think... Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So I went to Fort Richard with my friend William. Fort William. And uh, I had a boom make. And uh, I, I said to I said to William, I said, you see that. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, hello. <laughs> Lads. What's I had to I had to take a call. Oh. Sorry. No, it's food. I'm getting food delivered. Food. <laughs> I haven't right. had any food all day because I came home and slept since like two o'clock. <laughs> sorry, I sorry I had to break out okay. of that. But I just heard the Skyrim joke. It was a good joke. Uh, uh, basically what the Skyrim joke was that that Pete was suggesting at the Mile High Club that you could get, you could order on Ryanair uh, five scratch cards, a sweet and sour chicken meal, and a Skyrim. <laughs> Perfect. I'll, we'll we'll do that next I'll time we're on, on a plane where we feel uh, the urge to order a full meal for another passenger. Yeah. Or, it, or it's, an, <laughs> it's a name, it could be a name of um, a, a, a new dirty version of a Bond film. <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> um, one last thing, Ollie. Okay. From me, is just that he plays Kent Paul in uh, GTA Vice City. That's true. Uh, and uh, people should check out the website Kent Paul's Eighties Nostalgia, Nostalgia Fest because um, it's quite funny. I just went on that a minute ago and realised that I was only the thirty-third visitor ever. And considering how old um, Vice City is, that surprises me since about fifty million people bought it. Yeah, um, and it's but, considered to be one of the best in the series. 
Yeah, but the the websites, they always did these sort of um, websites to build out the fake world yeah. of, of yeah. the game. And I was just surprised that there was only 33. I refreshed it and it went from 32 to 33. So I'm both visitor 32 and 33. Oh, so, so there yeah. you go. Okay, great. Do you want to, Ian? Collect four points. I don't want to have to say it, but can you... Yes, okay, so if you would like to check out more about the podcast, you should go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film. You should go to at GOF podcast on Twitter and Instagram and go to our website, guysonfilm.co.uk and have a browse around or go to the contact page and send us something interesting, uh, suggestions, feedback. Give me something. Whatever you do, just start recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.